Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Shut up, everybody who's, I don't know. You know, sometimes no, the end. Right, we're not even a minute in. You want to go dusty? No, I'm not going dusty. Maldi? I'm not going dusty or Maldi today. I mean, it's it's just stupid now. It's just it's just ridiculous. Another pass ball last night. I'm like, my goodness, are you kidding me? In a one-run game, he can't catch a strike? Are you It's It's, um, and, and he's so... It's so amazing defensively. When Yiner comes in and throws out three guys, I mean, it's just, I, I'm done. I'm done with it. But that's not it. That's not it. it they, they just get so, I don't know what the, what the hell happens to them. 11 runs, 11 runs, one run, one run. I mean, now, that said, they hit the ball hard yesterday. Holy crap. The first three guys were over 100 miles an hour, and it was three up, three down. Well, they got a double play on a yeah. line drive, on a lineup. But there were three batters. All hit the ball over 100 miles an hour. And they hit a bunch of more. Jake hit a ball that I thought was going to hit the gap, and it didn't. The guy ran it down. It's a big field. Altuve's is out in eight ballparks, and instead it's just a double. Um, you know, and that, that would have been that would have been used, huge for him to uh, be able to tie up the game. It just is. And then, you know, Fromber was really – another. it was a quality start. Because the the passed ball wasn't an earned run, so he gave you seven and two thirds of really good pitching, really good pitching. Yeah, he was he was Fromber really good. was <clears throat> Fromber was great until he wasn't. Yeah, until the last two guys, and then and and you know what? Maybe if he's got, if it's a tie game or the lead, or they've got the lead, maybe Fromber doesn't come back. I, I don't know. Probably because he man, well, you want to talk about efficient. For the first seven, oh. in, six innings, he was unbelievable. Yeah, Fromber, I understand him coming. Well, I mean, he went over seven, but yeah, Fromber did a. Fromber was, was yeah, terrific. Yeah, for the first yesterday. seven innings, he was a really Yeah, Fromber was terrific right. yesterday. Right. Fromber was, was really, really, really good. I do think, you know, I mean, there were some people talking about why D- Dusty wanted to get him to win or whatever. I think he just saw a pitcher who was hot. This guy had gone, you know, just one start before, uh, you know, well, two starts previous was a no hitter. A complete game, no hitter. So it's not like Fromber can't go deep if he is efficient. And uh, was he a better option in the bullpen? I would typically say good Fromber is better than the bullpen. Yes. Yeah. And yesterday was good Fromber. But then back-to-back-to-back home runs with Naris being thrown in the mix, and it was over with, just like that. I mean, you, you had a run to make up, and then boom, 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 you four runs, three home runs in a row, you were done. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking to see the attendance. The Astros went home where they were home. 41, 40, 40. Last night, 13. Yeah. Miami, you blow. Well, Miami's never Miami been sucks. a It's never been a baseball town. Miami just sucks. Miami's a retirement. The baseball fans are retirement <laughs> fans. Or if if you get really good, they'll show up. Yeah, you but know, you but, know what? You've got enough people now that have hey, been there we, for a while. And you and, and you start to, you, you and I, I understand it's a transitional city where a lot of people come down and they live there. Uh, they move there. But you've got enough people there that that uh, have been there and should be Marlins fans. I know it's tough to be a Marlins fan because of uh, how. Did you see the owner for the Soria, Aloria? He said he ripped Derek Jeter for some reason. Yes, he's he's the former owner. Yeah, and he ripped Derek Jeter for taking the gigantic piece of. I think that's a piece of art. But he put it. The Jeter put it outside the stadium, mm-hmm. and they showed a uh, they showed a picture of it. But he said he ruined the stadium because that piece of. That piece of art is, I don't know, it's, is that supposed to depict Miami, that piece of art? I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe Dell knows better, but it just is, 
it, it, that is a bad baseball t- uh, town. Well, that team is a that's a decent team. They've got a great hitter in Arias. They've got a, a great lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of good hitters and pitchers. They've had some good pitchers for years now, and they're starting to put it together. Well, that's the thing. They got a winning, you know, they got a winning team. That should be they should be in the twenty thousand. Yeah. Uh, with the winning team, the Astros fans. I mean, it's not like our attendance is good. We, but our team was a hundred loss team. With yeah. Nobody with no. Well, I guess we had our our uh, we had a Altuve who was the original Arias. So it's kind of the same thing. But they got a team that's much better than those bad Astros teams. Oh yeah. But it's it's always going to be Miami's going to be a Dolphins team. Um, they'll turn out for the Heat. They'll turn out for Heat games. But it's never been a Marlins town. It's never been a Marlins town. It's never going to be. You know, there was just force feeding a baseball team into Miami when they did that. So, yep. Um, so the Astros lost. They're three and a half back now of of the uh, Rangers. The Rangers continue to win. Play really, play really good. They're playing really good baseball since the All Star break. They've been pff, unstoppable. So they've been that. That has been. Uh, it's been tough to catch up or even keep within this the, the shouting distance of the Rangers because they're just playing uh so well. They've got two losses since the since the All Star break. It's gonna be hard to catch them. It's gonna be hard to go six ahead of them. Oh that, but it'll happen. No, it'll happen. Don't worry. Well, the Rangers Astros are gonna go on a run and they're gonna they're gonna fall apart. Rangers have a really good lineup too. Rangers can hit. The Rangers can hit, is that right? that's huh. the thing is I don't think the Rangers are gonna really slump from a hitting standpoint. Uh the Astros shouldn't either. The Astros shouldn't. Yeah, but this has been going on for three years now. I think the Astros, here's the thing. When the Astros are playing right, you pretty much can't beat them. Like, they're the best team in baseball. If they're, I don't want to say baseball because, <clears throat> well, yeah. why wouldn't I say baseball? No, they're the best team in baseball, They're the best period. team in baseball if, they're, if they are right. Like, if they're clicking, their clicking's better than other teams clicking, honestly. But the day-to-day, they have come down a little bit from a consistency standpoint of the day-to-day as it pertains to starting pitching, relief pitching, and lineup. That's 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 the thing that makes the uh, makes this more unpredictable is we just don't know which version of the Astros we're going to get. Because um, this, this version that we saw yesterday, it certainly still exists. Where Although I would tell you the pitching, I mean, Norris didn't do his job, I guess, if you want to just get out with a clean sheet. And, and you actually had a good start from Fromber. Just got beat up with a couple home runs, but... Uh, you know the hitting wasn't what it, what it should be. Not, not putting runs on the board. The last game against the uh, uh, the Angels, you didn't hit at all. You still run into you still run into instances where you just don't hit, and that's where the Astros have changed over the years. Is they're a lot more inconsistent offensively right now. Yep, uh, no question about it. They, the that's it. The word is inconsistent, and it's it, it, at some point can't say average because when they're on, they're on. Especially with. You know, Bregman is, you know, have you seen Pena's numbers hit the last month? He's been hitting. Tucker's hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Altuve, player of the week. I mean, it has been, you would think that they would be able to continue to put, uh, Chas McCormick continues to hit. I mean, what what is going on? How is it that? Well, they that, put some good numbers on the, the Orioles, and they put big, two big sets of numbers on the Rangers. Uh, and they put two big numbers on the not Angels. Not the Rangers, I meant the Angels. On yeah. the Angels, So, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're not scoring. No, but then they score one and one I know. Well, that's well, that's what I mean. I mean they're that, just they're they're just inconsistent, and, and and it's the runners in scoring position. They were they went zero for sixteen, Man. two and, well, straight games. It's killed no them. RBIs. Rather, they had one for sixteen, but it wasn't enough. Uh, it couldn't on 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 Pena's hit. Uh, Alvarez couldn't score, but uh, they went one for sixteen. But zero zero for no zero RBIs. In those situations, the last two games, and so that was that's just it's got to it's got you got to come up with some clutch hits. It's unbelievable. And again, Maldonado comes up with the bases loaded. Again, it, you 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 load the bases. Yeah, but Dusty in pinch, the second but inning, Dusty pinch it for well in the second. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. In the second inning, Myers strikes out, and then and then uh, well, you're always going to have Maldi on with men on base, and then and then why is Maldi batting in the seventh? That I had no idea. That should be. This is this is getting to be a very strange situation because I thought we're all on board with you have a, a a catcher who doesn't hit very well who's one of the worst hitters in the league. So if that's the case from the seventh on in close games, he should be pinch hit for. I can understand when you if you're if you don't pinch hit a pitcher back in the day, you know, before the DH, everybody, the pitcher used to come up in the seventh inning, and you had to make a tough decision. 
do I want to take this pitcher out who's who's dealing, or do I just hit him in the seventh inning and and take the consequence and just take the out? Well, you don't have to worry about that with Mal. He's hits like a pitcher. He hits like a pitcher. So you take him out of the game in the seventh inning. You take him out. He gave you six good innings of catching. Or, well, other than the pass well, ball. Well, situational, right? If there's one out and nobody on, okay, might as well let him hit. But if you got men on base, and especially men in scoring position, you hit yeah, for him. He didn't, though. He didn't, though. Not in the seventh inning, he didn't. Well, but if you got no outs, if you got a chance, if you yeah, to start an if you got a chance to start an inning, yeah. you also pinch it. He started Seven, eight, and nine should be, dead, should be the dead zone for... For for situational baseball should be the dead zone for for a catcher who, frankly, now at this point, I'm not even going to make it a Dusty Diaz Maldi triangle. I'm just going to tell you this: if this is going to be our full time catcher, which it is, it's just becoming a concern. The pass ball, the lack of caught stealing percentage, the lack of hitting. You now have three areas of concern, and those are two of the three he needs to be really good at. Or he needs to be good at two of the three. We know the hitting's not going to be there, so he needs to be able to keep the ball in front of him, and he needs to be able to throw runners out. And at this point, there really is no, no leg to stand on from a baseball standpoint. So it's it's a concern because how is this going to impact you down the road, and then how is it going to impact you if you get to the playoffs? And once again, I just want to point out that Seattle can see the Astros. The, the Astros can see Seattle in the rearview mirror. They're not completely out of the picture. So you can't just you can't just assume that if you get on a cold streak, if you if you have a streak of bad baseball over a ten game period, that you're still safe in the playoffs. You're not. You're not necessarily safe. Seattle, no. you're going to have to keep an eye on. No, they got a four game lead over Seattle, so um, they're they're the number two team right now in the uh, in the wild card race. Uh, Toronto, they've got a two game cushion yeah, over Toronto three, for that third. We're three and a half behind the Rangers, about the same as Seattle is behind us. Uh, yeah, right. And Seattle's four back of the Astros. So, uh, right now, they've got a little bit of a cushion. Now, but, Seattle's uh, lost. Uh, you know, Todd Callis and Jeff Blum were talking after the game, and he goes, This is not a good time for a three game win streak, uh, losing streak. So, uh, you really need Christian Hunter. By the way, Seattle's got a three game losing streak. Yep. They had been on a big win streak. Just imagine if they had been winning here recently. No, they would, the last they'd, few. they'd be right there. Yeah, they'd be right there. They've won seven of their last ten. But, um, yeah, you need Christian Javier to – we've seen flashes of Javier. There's been some signs. It's so weird. It's like we're just – it's like I'm not expecting okay. the high pitch count Javier. I, I'd love to see him. That's what it's that, – that's the problem. The the big problem is I don't nibbling or his wildness. All of a sudden, you know, this started when the Mets were here. He was rolling along really nicely, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like he walked the in the first inning, he walked a couple of guys, and I was like, I was at the game, and I was like, what is going on with Christian Javier? And he just hasn't been the same guy since. Mm-hmm. Even when he's throwing well or or not giving up a bunch of runs, his pitch count is in the eighties in the fifth inning. I mean, he fifth I, inning. He was he was damn near a high, he was in the nineties in the uh, yeah in the fifth inning it was just over the fourth yeah yeah in the fifth he can't go past the fifth that's no. an impossibility no right and he's going to hit the hundred mark in the fifth I mean he was over twenty he was John he, uh, after four innings he was in the nineties yeah last time around he was over twenty pitches an inning well uh, to listen to Dusty after the game last night he was like man the bullpen needed a rest Graveman needed a rest Abreu needed a rest well they're Mon- getting their money for that Graveman aren't they uh, Montero needed a rest we could, I couldn't throw any I couldn't throw Stanek he said but Fromber I really needed Fromber to get through uh to do what he did and get seven and two-thirds because you only needed an inning and a third after that or do you only needed a third of an inning because you were going to lose the game but this is two so times that Fromber's done that where he's needed to where it's been heroic the amount of innings Fromber's been yes. able to pitch to help your bullpen. They've needed that. You know why? Because you can't get that from Javier. Hunter Brown's not really giving that to you this year either. Good. That's a big advantage for Justin Verlander is you can get some help for the bullpen. And J.P. France has been able to get a little deeper too. But right now, Absolutely. Christian Javier's complete inability to get ahead of hitters and, and get done with hitters early on and going to so many 3-2 counts and having so many pitches – it's killing a bullpen because the bullpen has to. You got to go three bullpen pitchers deep minimum when Javier pitches. You got to get. You have got to get six innings out of Javier tonight. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Be the oh. first. He's, he's had one over his last five starts. A lot of NFL stuff 
to talk about this morning here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We will get to that on the other side. Right now, though, we've got Artisan Grange that we're talking about. Look, if you're looking for the best way, I'm, not, I'm playing golf with my buddy Tim yesterday, and he's putting in a chew. He's putting in a chew. Was it shoe? No, I played with shoe, yeah. 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 But it wasn't him. He doesn't dip. Oh, no, okay. Tim Lodici. Oh, I thought Timmy shoe. Lodici. I thought shoe had a chew. No, shoe don't chew. Uh, Lodici. He puts in a chew, and I'm like, dude, what are in you Italian? doing? Yeah, the Italian. I can't even believe that. Well, you, you're embarrassing the Italian race. Let's not do that. We don't do that, okay? That's for guys that have got spittle all over themselves, and they're gross, and, you know, their teeth are gross and everything else. And, no, we don't do that, okay, as Italians, as Italian-Americans. No. And here's the deal is I said, go get a, get hemp in a pouch made of hemp and have the tobacco flavor that you got or the ice mint or whatever or, or citrus or whatever other flavor you want. I said, stop hurting yourself. I don't want to see your teeth fall out. I don't want to see your jaw fall off. I want you to be healthy. I want all of you out there to be healthy. CBD American Shaman thinks it's so good because there's CBD in these pouches that they've put them in their stores. So if you're looking for the uh, Canstead or the Dublin, you want to get off of that chew, you want to take do, try something different, uh, all you have to do is go to 975dip.com or CBD American Shaman and pick up your Canstead or Dublin. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of the Norwegian Blue. A remarkable bird, the Norwegian Blue, in it? Beautiful plumage. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. He was outstanding. Um... Until the eighth inning, you know, those two homers, I mean, you know, uh, you know, he was he was good. We had to ride him as long as we could because uh, and his, his pitch count was still relatively low at that time. He was throwing the ball well. And, uh, you know, our bullpen was a little upside down. You know, we didn't, uh, we had question marks or try to stay away from like a Brayu, Graveman, uh, Montero, and, and, and Stanek. And so... You know, he gave us what we what we needed. Uh, we had a, a number of scoring opportunities. Uh, we hit the ball great. I mean, for nothing. I mean, you can. I mean, we hit line drive after line drive. You know, when they got out of bases loaded <clears throat> with one out in the second inning. You know, that was a that was a huge uh, blow for us to come away with nothing. But. You know, we hit the ball. We hit the ball great. Uh, the score didn't indicate how we hit the ball, and looked like they got him out of there right on time. The starting pitcher, because you know we were blasting balls everywhere, so it just wasn't our night. That's true. It is true. They hit, they hit the ball hard. I mean, they just hit into bad luck. I mean, there was the shot up the middle. Singleton hit a bullet that the, the shortstop is right behind second base and was able to nab. It was it was guy after guy. Tucker, I love that Singleton has hit the ball so hard in in in. He's in his old for bats. his last ten or eleven. Yeah, he now, just has he's yeah, three yeah. straight games without a hit. Yeah, but he has had a couple hard hit balls. Yeah, he has. Singleton has Tucker hit in the bad luck uh, yesterday. Uh, Pena, I mean, it was guy after guy after guy. They hit the ball hard. So you know those are uh, their their expected batting average was supposed to be was uh allegedly 359 or something and they just you know they just it was um, you know and and the Marlins expected BA was uh like two two something so you know they hit into some bad luck that's all they did but uh they lose they got uh, Javier on the mound tonight we got some NFL stuff that we need to talk about look like Zach Zach Martin won I mean, you're not supposed to be able to hold out anymore with two years left on your contract. He had two years left on his deal. He's going to have to pay that. But you know what? Like I said, you know what the the, the Cowboys are just going to do? You're just going to add money to the extension that you're giving them. Yeah. And they did. And he wins. Uh, this is was not With this collective bargaining agreement, this was not supposed to happen. And it's happened. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is bad precedent. Now what happens with Chris Jones? Well, same thing is going to happen. Be- I Who's think Brett- more important to their chances, Chris Jones or Zach Martin? Man, that's hard. I think it's even. Yeah, right. I mean, I just, I, I can't really. I guess I'd say Chris Jones because they're already a really good team, and you can't afford to lose such a dominant defensive lineman. But I mean, the reality is for Dallas to be able to run the football, which I think is really important for 
Dak Prescott to have a good running game. Zach Martin's really important. I mean, so I, I don't know that there is a right or wrong choice except for the fact that Kansas City's been there and they're trying to do it again. And Dallas, you know, they can't get to it. How is Dallas ever going to get to an, an, an NFC championship game? How's that ever going to happen? Yeah. Well, well, they, well, Jack, well, they Jack's got to propose. No, they, no, they're good enough to get there. They're, they're good enough to get there. No. They just don't. No, they're not good enough. They're good enough. You know what? I like it. Have you seen their quarterback? I like I like that they're good enough, and they never do. That's even better. Yeah. That's so it makes better. it better for you. Yeah, it's much, much better because yeah, their hope is there, and then all of their hopes and dreams are dashed. So that's it's wonderful. Um, Did you dislike the Cowboys before you moved here? Like, were you always a Cowboy Yeah, I've hater? never been a Cowboy fan. Okay. Never been a Cowboy. I, I thought it might have been you're being surrounded by so many of their fans well, that, that changed you. Like, if I would move to Chicago, I don't think I could hate Green Bay. Uh, You know, yeah. yeah, No, it's not a hatred thing. It's just... Uh, Look, just, people from Dallas are, listen, you, are you not You feel sorry great. for those people because they have yeah. to live in Green Bay. People from Dallas are not great. Um, No, they're, they're bad Fundamentally, people. we are much better people than people from Dallas and people from Austin. Do you, do you now, think, College Station people are the best people I will because say they're this. good eggs. We were up, we were up in Dallas this weekend. As a matter of fact, did you get any douche on you? I did not. I I, I was able to wash it off before okay. I got back. All right. I took a shower right before I left, and then and I didn't touch anybody. Good on the way out. But I'll tell you this though: well, JT was in Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. I can tell you. There are a lot prettier girls in Dallas, Texas, than there are in Springfield. Oh, well, yeah. look, well look yeah. at that. They were look a at, huge favorite. Look at you breaking well, news. No, I didn't say Dallas isn't pretty. Dallas is pretty. The men are pretty. The women are pretty. Yeah. Dallas is pre- Dallas tries, you know, Dallas yeah. wants to show you how much money they have. They want to be pretty. Um, I have my own personal, you know, view of what Dallas is probably like. I mean, I've been there and I've seen it myself, too. But somebody asked me about... Uh, if I knew Eric Burkhart, the agent for Johnny Manziel, if you've seen the documentary and you've seen it and EB is like, bro, bro, I'm out there running routes, bro. He's from Dallas. He's from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. He's and Dallas. you can tell that's like, do you think if I tell you that you're like, oh, I can totally see that. Do you think it's nature or nurture? Do you think if you're born in Dallas, you're, you're that's going to Piaget, be that way? So that I is, like that Dell's bringing Piaget into this in the second that's interesting. <clears throat> Into the second segment. I think it's learned behavior. Because David Nuno, who got crap for wearing a white belt and being kind of chachi when he was well, that's nature. when he was here, he spent time in Dallas. Oh. That, that, that's nature. That would be na- I mean, that would be nurture. nurture. That would be nurture. nurture. But he but also a was a good Aggie. Yeah. Yeah, so you would think that that douchiness would rub off because, you know, you're an ag. No, I, I think there's a lot of nurture there. Think? I think I think there's a lot of nurture. Overcome. I think with some of the girls, it's nature. With a lot of the bros, it's nurture. You got to think about it. He was a young man in Dallas yeah. working for the Mavericks. What are you going to do if everyone's yeah, you gotta, looking a certain you, you way? You just kind of yeah, click up. Like I've noticed this. Tell me if you. I know you've noticed this. How many times have you been to Vegas? Plenty of times. Oh yeah. Okay. Del, have you have you ever been to Vegas when you didn't have to sleep in a truck with your dad I with have. a basketball? I have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People who don't know that story, so, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, if you've ever noticed, people in Vegas travel in packs. Now, I, I, I know that sounds simple because a group of dudes go or a group of girls go, but notice how they dress. They almost always dress alike. They're very – if they're bros, they all have, they, they all have a certain uniform that they yeah. wear, especially when, if you're younger. If you're right. like in like mid thirties and below, or even forties or below, I didn't even say mid forties and below. If you're a vest, if you're going to be the, I don't know if the vest, vest guys guy, are all hang out at, at Vegas well, so much. But, Vegas is hot. You know, when we went, when the animals went, we had the cigarettes rolled up in you, the, the sleep. animals did not go yeah, to Vegas. And we had Dago t- We had the the Italian horn all walking down the street. Yeah, hold on. We, the, the Chicago gang that you were in, for people who don't know, the animals. Yeah, we y'all all, all went to Vegas, and now that's that's hair, old school Vegas. Back. Yeah, oh yeah, that was old school. Oh yeah, we went to yeah. And so you are walking down the street in Vegas, and like that, yeah. And, Is there any pictures? Are there any pictures at all? No, did anyone no. get a no, shot? No, we do not. We did not take pictures. I know. Okay. No, you were smart because then you could. Yeah, then you could be found. Now, how many of the animals would have gotten caught because <laughs> they put their stuff on? Instagram, uh, if you guys had come up now. There was, oh, now? Oh, there would 
That's nurture. Now that's nurture. Yeah, that's nurture. That's not nature. The the self incrimination would have been. No, we're not smarter. We're smarter than that. Back then, yeah. Back then, you don't do that. No, you don't. You don't put take pictures. Why would you want yourself to get in trouble? Yeah, right. It's so stupid. You know these criminals today. They can't be dumber. Yeah. They, they the go, criminals of yesteryear were, were much, way we're, better criminals. We're, we're, we're way yeah. better. Um, petty, so, the, you, you petty, the petty larceny was much better back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, it absolutely was. Yeah. Petty okay. larceny? What about fraud? Well, well, defrauding defra- older women? Defrauding old ladies. <laughs> yes, that was. Well, that wasn't better. That was, Actually, I would say that was worse because you didn't even, like, you had to run out of her house because the tiles were falling off. Like you had to literally, had and to, that's just that's not defraud. That's just hustling. That's just a hustle. Is, is it hustling? I'm sorry that yeah. she hired a bad you, service. When they convinced but they her, provided they a service. The they could do the job. Yeah, they provided a service. We did. His people, the animals, are the what were they called? What are they called? What, Better Jobs Incorporated. Odd Jobs. Odd Jobs Incorporated. Yeah. Convinced some old lady that they that could was do, a real place that, that they John could, had Odd Jobs Incorporated. That they could do a job knowing that they couldn't, knowing they weren't even actually incorporated. No, at all. That's just the name they came up with. They walked into that room, convinced that old woman that they could fix something. Yeah, we can do tile. Fix the tiles in her bathroom. And I'm by the before they could tell leave, the story what happened. before they could leave the house, the tiles were slipping. She's writing a check. She's, she's you know she came out with cash and behind her. The tiles are falling off. Oh, Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Terrible person. Uh, I didn't get a business card from them to call to come back and, and correct this problem. I recommend it to my sister? I didn't even get the uh, business card for the for the gen- young gentleman who had the horn uh, who had the horn emblem on his chain. Well, I'm sure she's dead now. It doesn't matter. So, it mattered at then, but not well, now. Certainly. Well, that house was probably that house was old then. It's gone. Okay. No big. There's no proof. There's no proof. Whatsoever. Well, I mean, I'm sure the that sta- statute of limitations. That old woman probably talked about you for the rest of her life. No, she. Com- well, I don't know how much time she no, had left, but she, she prob- had much. but she probably. The children in this neighborhood are so <laughs> she bad didn't have now. Much time. This neighborhood has oh. gone to hell. It's gone to hell in the handbasket. Next thing you know, they're going to start to. Integrate our neighborhood next. Yeah. What's next? I mean, the, he, I thought he was a nice Italian boy, but he kept calling himself dark meat to his friends. Yeah. Uh, no, that's what my friends call me. <laughs> What's next now? The discos. I, I was by far the darkest guy in the group. <laughs> the discos changed everything. All right. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, the running back situation is, is playing out. We'll yeah. talk about that on the other side. Right now, though, we got HRP. Uh, listen. If you've got a problem in your in your business, then you know what? You need to take care of it. HRP is here for you. HRP is uh, today's payday, by the way. Oh, uh, well, actually, if you want to know the truth, today is payday. You know what? Our checks were in our accounts last night, perfectly done. It doesn't matter what it is. And you could have such a complicated, you could have commissions, you could have salary, you can have hourly. We have all of those things. We have all of those things, and it doesn't matter. You could have branches throughout the state. You could have branches throughout the country. You could have branches throughout the world, and uh, HRMP will figure that out for you. So it, it doesn't matter how big your company is. It's sure, there are companies that are too small. If you have 15, 20, 25 employees, you're getting right into the neighborhood where HRMP can really, really save you money on the HR and the payroll. They take care of it all, and then they give you options on all the benefits packages. So if you're looking for the best way to start to get, stop doing the payroll yourself, HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, so... So... What does Dalvin Cook to the Jets? So are these guys losing? Because Zeke signs a one-year deal for, what, six with the Patriots. Um, Dalvin Cook goes 8.6 with the Yeah, I was surprised it was that with high, the Jets. Honestly. You I, think thought it was, it was more, I thought it would be more like six. You did? Mm-hmm. Six, six and a half at this point. So why don't you just, if they offer you the 10.1 in the in the, in the franchise tag, why don't you just take it? Um, 
You should if you're franchised, but I, I don't think either guy was franchised. Well, well, uh, uh, Zeke for sure wasn't franchised. Zeke was not. Zeke franchised. was just let go. No, just let go because they had Tony Pollard. But the Vikings... wait, wait, Dalvin was well. He's a free agent, so Dalvin they was cut like, him because yeah, they, they didn't want to pay him ten million dollars. Yeah. They cut him. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why they're free. But agents. guys are so like are so pissed off about getting that ten point one million in the franchise tag when it's guess what you're going to get more you're getting more than you would if you go out and become a free agent i think running backs are going to have to really it's going to be too hard because what happened was with football this is something football people talked about there didn't used to be the split between football and basketball necessarily this this happened about it was about 12 years ago when the when the collective bargaining agreement changed where they changed the max the max amount which is back in like what was it 09 010 uh, where you could max out, there was a certain max. Everyone looked at it as a cap, but the reality is, NBA, this is great for players. It's it's great for players. It's not a max. It's it's fantastic for players. Um, so anyway, football players started looking at, you know, started getting jealous of the amount of money that NBA players were making guaranteed. You remember, Kelvin Cato got a good deal. It was $42 million. This is 20 years ago, for example. Kelvin Cato gets a deal probably about 22 years ago, where he got paid $42 million over six years? Yeah. Or was it over seven years? I think it was, it was six and seven. I think it was $7 million over six years. Whatever. So it was $42 million. He got $42 right? Million, right. So $42 million. So in the NFL, now even now that's all guaranteed. That's still a pretty good deal for NFL players now to get $42 million guaranteed at certain, at certain positions. But what happened was NFL players or NBA NFL players started getting upset about how much the NBA was making and how much it was guaranteed. And it was kind of a jealousy thing, uh, which you just, you know, I don't know how you can compare yourself. It's still apples and oranges. You can't compare it. And now, and now it's inside, now that in NFL players like quarterbacks are starting to see their salaries escalate like basketball and soccer players, wide receivers have come along too. And some, you know, cornerbacks and tackles. tackles. And now running backs are looking like, hey, we're the sexy position that's getting left behind. We're getting left behind in the draft. And I don't know what to tell running backs because ten million is a lot of money. Yeah. And if you do if you are a third down, if you are a three down a star three down back like Christian McCaffrey, I think you're still gonna get twelve to fourteen million a year. That's really, really good. You're just gonna have to stop coveting your neighbor's contracts because you're never gonna get there. You're not gonna be a wide receiver. The nature of your I know that people are trying to figure out a way how can we get running backs more money? It's just unfortunately, when you look at it now, I did, we didn't used to look at it this way, but now, when you really look at it, uh, um, you know, from a pragmatic standpoint and a practical standpoint, they are the only ones who who will decline after the first yeah. three to five years. It happens, and everything that these running backs have said, we actually hurt ourselves by having a big year with a bunch of carries. Yep, you kind of do. All right, forget about the money. What does Dalvin Cook? mean to Bryce Hall, Brees Hall? Oh, I think he means, I, I, well, I think it hurts him fantasy football-wise. Absolutely. So if we're talking fantasy-wise, first of all, Brees Hall, one of the things that makes him special is he's a three-down back. Guess what Dalvin Cook is? Three-down back. So with Brees Hall, I think it hurts him fantasy football-wise because they're going to, and they still have Michael Carter on the team who can handle third-down reps too. Now from the Jets, what they're going to see is they're going to have explosive you got to remember now, Dalvin Cook's got some juice, and Brees Hall is very fast. When Brees Hall gets in the open field, you will not catch him. He's crazy fast for his size. And so now you got two breakaway running backs who are going to be healthy for the whole – I mean, who are going to be, you know, not healthy, but they're going to have their, their energy. They're going to be rested for the whole – I think it's going to mean more fourth down or fourth quarter big running games. What is this? And I think it's going to help the <laughs> offense, but it is going to hurt Brees Hall's fantasy value. This is – this is the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt uh, tandem yeah. to another level, actually, because you've got Aaron Rodgers as well. Aaron Rodgers at any point can just play. The, listen, the play action is going to be fantastic for the Jets. Going to be because you have got to worry about Brees Hall. You got to worry about Dalvin Cook. You got both of them in the backfield at the same time. Both of them could go out for passes. This is a really nice move for the Jets. I love this move. I think this move, I texted my buddy who's over with the Jets during the weekend. I told you this off the air. And I said, 
what's going on with Dalvin Cook? I said, it seemed like he would have been the perfect fit for you. And then you guys didn't offer a contract. I said, unless, because I said, unless there was injuries or, and this is the one that made the most sense to me, veterans are not in a big hurry to get into camp. They don't want to have yeah. to grind. Plus, he's got the shoulder. He's got the shoulder. Yeah. And I said, unless, I said, you know, unless there were injury issues or unless you guys are just going to sign him. It's usually by the second week that running backs start getting signed, the veterans start coming in. And all the guy did was send me a thumbs-up emoji. And I realized it's probably not about the injury thing. It's probably, and this is on Sunday, it's probably that Dalvin Cook was going to be, because he didn't, I didn't see Dalvin Cook linked to any other team after he went to the Jets, and everyone's like, he didn't get a deal with the Jets. You remember the time that Steve McKinney was not in a huge hurry to get back to camp yeah. as a veteran? Yeah. It's just a veteran move. Yeah. For what? For who? Yeah. They're running backs. They're going to be grinded go. on. Yeah, right. I don't need to know the playbook like the rest of you do. And then you see, all of a sudden, you get uh, Zeke Elliott signs, and then Dalvin Cook comes in. And I'm assuming Leonard Fournette is next up. Eh, maybe. I mean, he's a guy who catches well, the ball, a, too. Yeah, no, no, no. He absolutely is, but he's 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 behind both of those guys. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see what Zeke brings to the table. He got three million or four three million guaranteed, and then the rest we'll, we'll see if he can earn in incentives. But I don't I don't know that does Zeke make I don't know that he makes a huge impact. But on you the, don't know on the Patriots What's the fantasy football. We need to get a fantasy guest on. Uh, I'll, I'll get one on for this week. Um, it's a big problem because with you add Zeke Elliott, who's a good goal line back and a veteran back and a guy who can play all three downs into the new England mix with Ramondre Stevenson. And it's like, I have and bill Belichick. I have yeah. no idea what bill Belichick's going to do on any given day. That should be Stevenson's job. And it should have been his job for, this should be the third year. It's been his job, but with bill Belichick, he's a nightmare for fantasy owners because he randomly will just play a running back and some random running back will get 16 carries when you don't even expect that. Yeah, no, that is true. He has been forever with Damian Harris and I mean, yeah. forever. He's and Harris is no Harrison there anymore. No. But so what are you going to do now? Yeah. Like, like I would be worried if, if I'm going after Ramondre Stevenson, I would 100% be worried about Zeke getting the goal line carries. Yeah. Even though Stevenson runs like a freight train. Yeah. Yeah. You're, no. When was the last time? Okay. Last time you had a New England receiver on your fantasy oh, team. Oh, my God. If I did. It was Randy bad. Moss? No. I mean, I never had Edelman, and I don't think I ever had oh, yeah. Welker. I mean, Edelman was good. Welker was good. But beyond that, you got to go to Moss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Cooks? Um, he had a good year there, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, right. You can't. Like, that's not smart uh, to have receivers from New England. No, and, and and running backs from New England, you never you could you could come up with a, a, a it's zero. It's too hard. I mean, you could have a huge year, and then before you know it, I mean, you could have a huge game, and the very next game, your guy's not even active. So uh, this segment is brought to you by Damaris Barbecue. Uh, we'll it's not be official th- until he brings up food. Uh, no, when I'm a- here, actually, we're going to be there tomorrow watching the Astros at five forty. Giving away free Coors Lights through the, throughout the game. So if you're somebody that wants to go a place and watch a game, we're going to be in the bar. Free Coors Lights. If you order a Coors Light, we got it. There Tomorrow. he goes again, Dell man of the people. It's it's all I do. It's all I do. I serve the people. I would just wish tomorrow. Just, all you have to do is say when we're at Damaris watching the game. Thank you for your service, John. Is that and then that's how you get the Coors Light. <laughs> Well, is it a I, I it's not going to be a prerequisite, but it, it would be nice. It would be if nice if you thanked thank me you. for my service. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So tomorrow night at Damaris on 18th Street and 610 right there, 18th and 610 right, at, right on the feeder, uh, that's where we'll be tomorrow at 540 watching the Astros in the finale where they take two out of three from the Marlins. And Justin Verlander's on the mound, by the way. Okay, thanks. A win-win-win for everybody. <laughs> Don't do that, kid. You need to talk about John Daspit, not that kid. Let me tell you about John Daspit. John Daspit is uh, he is a man of the people for sure. He's an actual man of the people, a, a person who actually fights for the people. People who have been injured through, um, you know, it could be well, any number of injuries. He deals with offshore. He deals with refinery blasts. He deals with um, different type of workman's comp can be an issue with truck uh where you've been hit by a truck or a really bad car accident loss of life he has to deal with that as well and this is what we're talking about people 
become injured and they have, you know, they have bills, hospital bills that pile up and they have bills with, in terms of their, um, in terms of their physical therapy to begin to pile up. And the physical therapy is a tricky one because that can last for a much longer time than you realize. You get in and you start, but a lot of times these injuries really just don't fully heal. And so you need someone who understands that, who's been through the process, and will fight for you to get the settlements to take care of those issues as you move forward. And that's John Daspit. Do not settle for less. John Daspit is one easy phone call away, 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW. Or uh, just go to the website and go look at all the information he has and make contact there at DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Hi, right, welcome back. What's your guys' reaction to the first AP poll? Any? Uh, no, not too many surprises, I didn't think. There will be, some. Uh, somebody put it out there that it happens year in and year out. There will be 10 teams outside, 10 to 15 teams outside the top 25. From the start to the finish, that will be new in the t- in the end in the final t- top twenty five. <clears throat> I think you know one of the things that's interesting: Georgia, brand new quarterback; Ohio State, brand new quarterback; um, Alabama, brand, brand new, new quarterback. quarterback. I mean, three of the top four Penn all have State, played. and it used to be unheard of right. that a new quarterback. You know, you would think that was a huge fall off, and now it's just not a big deal at all. Right? Uh, no, I not- think Florida State's entrance into the top ten is very. Uh, it's not interesting. It's it's great for FSU because that was uh, that was a program that had been in the dumps for a while. They couldn't get out, and I think now I saw their offensive line played a lot better. Their quarterback play has gotten better. Um, they really had a, a good game against uh, LSU last year to start the the season off and show that they could scrap. Of course, LSU became a much better team as the as the year wore on. I think FSU. I think uh, Norvell's doing a really good job over there. I, After a rocky start. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a rocky start, but that was, you know, some of that was just the. Time Del, any thoughts in. on uh, top twenty-five? Who won't be in there, Dell? When it's when, when the in the final top top twenty-five. Not surprising, considering my bias. But um, and even if I Florida ext- State extract that, I watched that team play, and while. They drilled Mario Cristobal, which I'm not surprised by because I don't have much faith in him. That team is, I think, a bit smoke and mirrors. That's just what I would expect Dell to say. um, If you watch, the bowl games don't matter much. Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse are both back on defense. Good for them. Um, (laughs) Good for them. Uh, I watched them play, and I watched a team who, against Oklahoma, a, a Bad Oklahoma team, scratch and claw, and they won a game in the last second. Those guys are running all over the field celebrating. And meanwhile, the Oklahoma team stunk. Florida State, I don't trust their pass game. Jordan Travis is a good player, uh, but health will always be a concern with him because how he makes his quote-unquote money is running around and making plays, and they don't have a really developed passing game, don't have a number one, number one wide receiver you can count on. I think their ceiling is probably nine wins. Maybe that keeps you in the top ten. It possibly could. Uh, but that's a team who I think there will be some regression, particularly if the ACC is a little better than it was last year. The ACC has been bad for a while, and Florida State did take advantage of it last year. I think if the ACC is any better, th- that team probably overachieved. They're probably in that eight to nine range, eight eight win to nine win range team. And maybe that keeps you in the top ten. It all depends on how things fall. Okay. Uh, let me see if you agree. Disagree. I know what you're going to agree or disagree with on this, but the best college football players. This is just for y'all to to be watching out for guys. Obviously, Caleb Williams is number one. They got Brock Bowers number two. Hmm. He is probably not. That's like having you know. It's like having uh, uh, um, Robinson last year for uh, God dog it for uh, University of Texas at uh, oh Bijan. Bijan Robinson, yeah. It's like having Bijan in your top two or three where it doesn't you're not used to seeing a tight end that high or running back that high, but guess what? It's just true. Yeah. Yeah. Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers should be in there. Yeah, yeah, Brock Bowers should be in there. He's a difference maker. Marvin Harrison three. Harold Perkins Jr. Oh, dude. He is 
Perkins. When you were watching sick. film, did you see him? He's all over. Yes, the field. I kept hearing about Harold Perkins, and I'm like, well, I mean, he he's not draftable. He's too young, so I don't care. And then I watched that Arkansas. Was it the Arkansas oh. game? Yeah, it was Arkansas. He was all over they Arkansas. Couldn't, they couldn't block him. It was unbelievable, and I thought he was going to be. He plays. Sometimes they play him off the edge. He's a linebacker who can play off the edge. Yeah. His speed. He is going to run a four four, and it's going to be a legit like low four four. He's unbelievably fast. That's a good list. Whose list is that? I would put this Marvin Harrison too ahead of Brock. Well, Brock but I, I'm surprised no. to have Harold Perkins that early, that that early because that's a good smart take. This is the ESPN staff. Okay, that, that's a good smart take. Drake May D- Dell. Drake May. Drake May fifth. Drake May. Yes, Drake yeah. May. Good for them. Get get a. Get North Carolina Blaine Gabbert out of my face. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. is sixth. Penix. Pe- Stop saying Penix. He's it's, what? His mama called him Penix. No, his call mother him. calls no, him Penix. I don't know what Penix. You, I'm what, not, you where, don't know. Where does he rank? You don't know what his mama called yeah, him? Yeah, because that's in the pronunciation guide. Um, where is he ranked? He's sixth. That seems high. Now a little large for him. Yeah, but look where Washington oh, is too. Look at him making it. Oh, now I'm waiting for you. <laughs> I'm not. There it is. I said Penix. I think that's a little high for him. Mm. I, I've seen him. He's not the six. He's not. You six. said he's a little he large for him. Is what I've you seen said. What you said. Penix. Large. I've seen Penix. You didn't say high. I've seen Penix. You, okay. I've seen Gallagher. Can I get my point across? I've seen Penix. I don't think he's six. Okay. What do you think he is? What do you think he is? Eight. Nah, that's a little high too. Um, he's probably around the twentieth best player. Well, okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Blake Corum. I, I, I think that's a fair Blake Corum seven. Yeah. Uh, well, and and it's so funny. Donovan Edwards, the other running back from Michigan, is seventeenth. Donovan a, Edwards, I think, <clears throat> has more pro potential. Well, and you talk about boy, what C.J. Stroud had and what he's got now. He Marvin Harrison is third on this list, and Igbuka. Is thirteenth. Who they say is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean two two Ohio State wide receivers. Let me tell you how if he had them here, he would be better. This is a real thing. You gotta think about this. CJ Stroud's gotta learn a new offense. He's gotta learn to read defenses, and he's going to step into an offense where his wide receivers are not gonna be open like they were at Ohio State. This is like a big jump up for him to <clears throat> because how many times are his wide receivers going to be a worse unit than the cornerbacks and safeties they face? Probably 80% of the time. Is that low? Probably 14 out of 17 games, the wide receiving unit will be worse than the DBs they face. At least least 13. 17 times. Yeah. How many times do you think that was the case at Ohio State? None. Zero. Zero. Maybe ever that he played. Yeah. Maybe ever that he played. Think about that for a second. And his offensive maybe line. Maybe Georgia's. And his offensive line. Yeah, maybe Georgia. And his offensive line, you know, his offensive line gave him a chance to throw. A, and, and it was a quick passing concept. Now he goes to the Texans. Now, you know, his offensive line, I think, has a chance to be okay, but not in the preseason. And D'Amico Ryan yesterday said they are not going to alter their decision-making of how to play C.J. Stroud based on the offensive line. He was asked that yesterday. He said, we're just going to play him how we're going to play him. It's not going to have anything to do with the offensive line. Man, I do different plays, though. How about a lot of I get Austin Deckers roll out of there. Roll them. They really need Charlie Heck to get back yeah. from his injury, yep. man. They need a swing tackle to to get out there and help. And George Fant, they need. Uh, they may just have to play. Like, they need to play Laramie <laughs> Tunsil just during. Honestly, they need Laramie Tunsil needs to play, and George Fant needs to play on the right you, side to give this kid a better chance. Are you ready to lose C.J. Stroud over Austin Deculus? No, of course not. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Tunsil needs to play, and Fant needs to play on the right side. Guys with NFL experience, give him a legitimate shot. Okay, would you trade in these wide receivers for Marvin Harrison and Egbuka right now? <laughs> yes. Right now? No, right now I would. Yeah. No, if the- I had two wide receivers, yes. I mean, will they be as polished? No. Will they... But from a talent standpoint, it's not even – even at their ages right now, it's not even close. Marvin Harrison could walk into the NFL right now. Yes, and right be now. And be a player. Jordan Travis is eighth and Jared Verse, two two Florida State guys back-to-back. Told you, Jared Verse. What's wrong with you, Dale? I heard you. And uh, Jordan Travis, congratulations. Um, I don't buy it. <laughs> 
You're sorry. not buying anything the ACC is. You're done. not buying anything Florida State. Oh, I've got ever. To, I got it to Drake May too, so I don't. I'm not buying. Jared this. Verse is short, but wait until you, man. Jared Verse is a monster. I think he's going to end up shooting up the draft the, board into the top ten. The Jordan Travis thing is a, is absurd. Where's where he ranked? Top ten player in the country yeah, during Travis. Not, that's absurd. That. That's that. absurd. So I mean, my guy. So where's the Penn State tackle? The Penn State tackle. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'd have to look through the whole. Niger- oh. Nigerian name. Uh, oh, it's I don't. Foshu something Foshu or whatever. Uh, oh no, he's up there. Yeah. He's, he's high. He'd have to be. Yeah, he is. Uh, Olu Fashanu. Yeah, he is sixteenth. Okay. Jaden Daniels is 15th. I'm buying that. That Penn State tackle is too high. Jalen Daniels five. is 44th on this list. Listen to this, these numbers 66.1%, 2014 yards, 18 touchdowns, and four interceptions. He also ran for 425 and seven touchdowns. And he's 44th on this and list. He missed like four games. Well, that, that's why he, 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 was, he was in the Heisman conversation. The first five weeks until he suffered an injury against TCU. Kid's a heckler, man. I mean, he is. He is how, how do you have this? Kid? I think they are sleeping on him there. I think a... everybody's sleeping on Jalen Daniels from yeah. Kansas, not Jaden Daniels from LSU. Jalen Daniels from Kansas. He is my sleeper. He is going to be a first round pick. And he beat out Jason Bean on his own team. Yes, <laughs> Jason Bean is a beanpole. I know. That's he is, the he's he is, he's White Daniel Jaden yes, Daniels. Yes, he is. All right. Jaden Daniels is like 126 pounds. <laughs> he's barely getting. I was always worried that he's going to get snapped oh, in half. Unless you Jaden Daniels? Yeah. 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 Eman, by the way, Emmanuel Forbes, I wrote up my pivotal rookies for all 32 teams. I'll talk about when we come back. I'll tell you who I. I'll let everyone try to guess who is the pivotal rookie. I had to write a pivotal rookie for all 32 teams. I'll see if you can guess who mine is out of. Juice well, Scruggs. Out of Juice Scruggs, Tank Dell, Will Anderson, and. Uh, and CJ. And C.J. Straub. Isn't there another third-rounder? That's going to make Inside a, tank? No. That was, that's going to make a difference for the team? No. So those are the guys that can. Yeah. All right. When we come back. Uh, right now, it's GiveMeTheVin.com. It's John Clay Wolf. And I, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about with John Clay Wolf. I mean, he's the... He, do you have someone who died? <laughs> Listen, if you have someone who died and you have their car... And you're wondering what to do with it? Sell it to John Clay Wolf. The, the recorded spot that they did is is interesting. I can tell you that. All I'm saying is, if you do have someone who died and you don't know what to do with it, all you've got to do is is call is go to GiveMeTheVin.com and John Clay Wolf will take care of that for you. He'll take it off your hands. He'll give you more money for it than you would have gotten. Uh, if you if you have living people, if you're alive and you don't know what to do with your car and you want to sell your car, you go to GiveMeTheVin.com too. It's not just for dead people. I promise. GiveMeTheVin.com is for uh, people who are alive too. Live people sell their cars sometimes. And if you're somebody who's alive and you want to sell your car, all you have to do is go to GiveMeTheVin.com. John Clay Wolf will do that too. Plus, dead people, he'll take their cars. So if you're looking for the best way to sell that car, GiveMeTheVin.com. That's GiveMeTheVin.com.